0: Welcome to Taking the Higher Road, a podcast by DriverReach in partnership with FreightWaves. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder of DriverReach, a modern software solution at the intersection of recruiting and compliance. With over 20 years in the trucking industry, both on the carrier side, as well as the vendor side, I bring a wealth of expertise around all things recruiting, retention, and compliance. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges from recruitment and retention to the realm of regulatory compliance. Your positive feedback always keeps us motivated. Don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. This week, I'm excited to be joined by a great industry friend, Michael Perchet, the CEO and president of Fleet Safety and Risk Management System, Fleetworthy Solutions. So glad to have you on the show, Michael. Thanks for having me. So you've got uh, over 25 years of experience in the industry. Fleetworthy Solutions is, uh, is one of DriverReach's trusted partners. I'm excited to have you share your background with the audience, how you got into the industry, why you decided to stick around. Uh, and I'd like to learn more about Fleetworthy and how the company has evolved over the years. And yeah, uh, we'll absolutely. also answer a question from a listener during our Deeper Dive segment. Does that all work? Sounds like a plan. Awesome, all right. Well, as is the custom, before we dive in, I, uh, I'm i curious if you have any book recommendations for the audience, anything recent you've read that was impactful to you.
1: So, you know, Jeremy, you know me well, I'm, I'm kind of a simpleton, so, you know, we, we, we often hand books out inside the organization. And if you come into Fleetworthy, you'll see a book by Dr. Seuss all over the, the, the office, you know, all the places you'll go. Um, It was a gift that was given to me by my, at the time, my sensei in martial arts when I graduated from, from college. And, you know, at first glance, it looked like a children's book. But as I've, you know, gone through life, you know, it's a, it really hits home in regards to the, the things that you go through in life and the things you have to focus on to be successful. So easy read, but, you know, I give it away as a gift all the time and, you know, highly recommend that people read it. I read it every day. So your point is you teach them young, right? That's, these are concepts,
0: you know, in the, in the, in that book and probably a lot of other books that we, our children read that, you know, we need to take a look at and go, Oh my God, this is so foundational, so fundamental. And it applies to, to life in general. We didn't even realize we were teaching them. Exactly. Was, exactly.
1: Was, and as busy yeah. as we are, you know, I try to give give people quick reads, things that make you smile, make you sit, sit back and go, you know, I, I, I knew that inside myself that this is the way you should handle tough situations. So some people think it's corny, but great book. Highly recommend it. I'll, you know, it just reminded me before we move on, I, I'll, I'll add, there's a quote
0: that I'm sort of pondering recently that I, I think really is important to me and relating to children, and that is, uh, it's easier to to raise strong children than to fix a broken man. Yep, and and I really like that because I think that that's the whole point of that, right? It's that that the foundational it's it's foundational to to get them, uh, give them good education and and teach them young, and then then they become like us, hopefully. Exactly, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so. Take us back, if you would, to the beginning of your career, uh, you know, 25 plus years ago when you got into the industry. How did that come about?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have as much transportation, you know, experience as you do. I, you know, I joined Fleetworthy about seven years ago, actually, just my anniversary was a few weeks ago, but I spent, you know, many, many years in supply chain, you know, software, both, you know, behind the firewall software and, you know, software as a service and had a lot of transportation clients, both for hire and in private fleets. And on my last journey, professionally, I was looking for an opportunity to find a company headquartered in Wisconsin. I'd worked for companies headquartered all over the U.S. and the globe. And I was interested in finding, you know, an opportunity to help a company here in my backyard. And I came across ITS Compliance, you know, formerly ITS Compliance, we brand named our, our, did a brand change uh, and changed the Fleetworthy Solutions. But, you know, I just felt that transportation, you know, as an industry is one of those last founding type industries in the U.S., um, you know, and gives every person the ability to start their own business, you know, be part of the, the U.S. supply chain. And, and I was excited to, to join Fleetworthy and, and try to morph the company iteratively, you know, to, to scale it the way we thought we could. Well, you, you, you know, I think we both
0: acknowledge that. Trucking. First of all, it's an amazing industry, great industry. Build great relationships with people. It's very as big as it is. It's also very tight and close. Uh, And we'll kind of touch on that in a little bit. But it's also deficient uh, in the adoption of technology in certain aspects of it. And we're talking specifically here around recruiting, compliance, and so on. And I think you recognize that as well. That probably you know was a
1: a motivator for you to get into the into the space. The interesting thing to me as I started. You know, visiting you know carriers of all sizes, uh, and you'll know you know what what I'm referring to when you walk into these these carriers' headquarters, and a lot of them have the timeline. You know that it started with one truck. You know maybe a farmer that was moving something and bought a truck and asked friends, "Can can I haul things from you?" And one truck turns to five trucks, turned to fifteen trucks, and <laughs> very interesting to see kind of these stories of you know the American dream of starting really small and growing. And, you know, at some point in the industry, it kind of flipped. So you look at a truck and the technology and how how fast the technology is, it, it is, is moving. And then you go back to these same carriers at their headquarters, and they're way behind from a technology perspective, spreadsheets, screen screen, you know, older systems. And it's how do we help the carrier keep up with the speed of which technology is changing in the cab so that they can, they can maintain compliance and all the regulatory pressure, you know, as efficiently as we're seeing the changes in the in the trucks themselves. And that's really where Fleet Release, really, you know, sits. It's, you know, how can we help you, you know, keep up with the ever-changing regulatory landscape, in- injecting technology and, and a staff that can be an extension of your compliance team to keep up with all the changing rules and regulations. Well, you mentioned regulatory pressure,
0: and that's, it seems to be increasing over the years. And we, you know, certainly in scope of, uh, I was on Atri's research advisory committee for a couple of years. Uh, and, and during that period of time is when we launched the, is in 2020, when we launched the uh, nuclear verdicts and settlement report that, that they come out. And I know that you're, you know, that report probably really, really well, because it's, it shows on, you, you see one of the slides, it shows the trajectory of around, around 2017, the uh, Exponential leap in nuclear verdicts and settlements, and it's obviously we've got um, bullseye on our on our you know side of our trailer or on our back, or wherever you want to say, uh, as an industry. And so it's so important. I mean, and and so I think and we both know that. And, and but fleetworthy solutions, you you actually quote you know take your fleet past the point of bare minimum to go beyond compliant. Maybe you can elaborate on on how you make that happen and how you're helping companies you know really avert that significant risk that they're really under fire right now
1: you know that you know that the industry is highly regulated that's you know that's a given and and we tell our customers if you're just doing the minimum if you're just getting by right or you're just being reactive to you know if the fmcsa knocks on the door and you scramble to to try to prepare for an audit you're 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 only one incident away from those those nuclear verdicts that that you're talking about so we're trying to to help with not only technology, but our your optimis- optimization team that becomes an extension of a safety department is let's make sure we put rigor around how we approach compliance. And we want to build this moat around our, our customers that, you know, when an accident occurs, it's just that it's an accident. It's not negligence. It's not because we don't care. And then we want to give them the breadcrumbs, the supporting information, the, the meaningful, actionable data so that they can prove to anyone, whether it's a, an auditor or it's a, a jury that, hey, we take compliance very seriously. And you can see that we're doing everything available to us to make sure that we're helping make the roads safer, make sure that our, that our drivers get home safely. And, you know, I think attorneys have, have figured out a way to make people forget that that person that's in the cab is a, is a, a, a man or a woman that's trying to get home to their their families, you know, trying to make a living, they're not getting into a vehicle with the intent to to hurt someone. But unfortunately, if you don't, if you can't prove that in regards in regards to the way that you're managing compliance, that's the direction these conversations go.
0: Well, and on on top of that, I think that you you made a co- you know a, a, the attorneys know where to look. Right. The plaintiff's attorneys know where to look. They know where those deficiencies might be from a compliance perspective and, and they can, they can hone in and, and find that right away. So I think being in a position to help leverage technology to ensure that, that that's prevented is important because one of the other slides on that same report, one of the other uh, tables references, you know, there are really, when it comes to nuclear verdicts and settlements, there are two areas of exposure, right? One of them is the behavior in cat, you know, the driver, you know, how they behave, if they're, you know, talking on their cell phone or whatever, obviously that's an issue. But the other is, you know, DQ file compliance related. And those are things that are 100% in the control of the company if they just get it right and they ensure that they're, you know, checking the boxes and doing those things. So that's okay. something I think you and I are really aligned uh, on because it's so important and it's so uh, preventable.
1: Yes. And it and it's the place that you can show the most muscle memory in regards to the diligence you do to make sure that you're running a compliant safe carrier uh and that's one of the primary things that we help carriers with so you've uh
0: you talked earlier about uh, the evolution and and uh and, and how you've grown and from a vision standpoint can you elaborate on on uh or i should say uh you've acquired some companies right over the years could you sharing maybe how the acquisitions have shaped and evolved your approach, you know, your services technologies to meet the changing needs of the industry and, and to your
1: clients. So, you know, when we started in business, you know, we've been in business for 40 years where we have our 40th anniversary celebration end of this month. So we started in business before a lot of these technologies were available, you know, before the government was able to, you know, grab this data and actually use it as a an indication of whether you're, you know, running your carrier in a compliant way, in a responsible way or not. So over the years, because we, you know, we, we started when it was kind of being deregulated and owner-operators were starting to compete with larger fleets. And as we needed to scale, we built technology based on the reality of day-to-day working in as a carrier. And when I came here, you know, we were at the inflection point of taking that technology that we were using ourselves to be an extension of our our customers safety departments and we moved it in front of us and and said hey we want to create a single pane of glass that you can go to and really get a 360 degree view of how you're doing both on the driver side and how you're managing the compliance of your assets and you know and it was built from the reality of the day-to-day you know hurdles that a, a carrier whether it's a real large carrier or an owner operator has to go through to to maintain compliance so now we've morphed that to the, you know, we have the ability to allow people to use that technology as a standalone solution that they use, or they can wrap our managed services, our, our compliance team around that. And we become a extension of their, their safety department, give them more base bench strength in regards to subject matter expertise and so on.
0: Well, some companies, this is uh, sadly, in some cases, companies, you know, you can provide the technology, sort of how you, you're the, equi- the uh, reference to leading a horse to water. But sometimes when you lead them to water, they just drown. They don't know what to do. They need your help. They need your, your expertise. So from a services perspective, I think that makes a lot of sense. And that's what you have so much expertise in. And so, um, as an extension, I think that's, that's, that's an, that's a value add, uh, for sure. Do you, um, I know from a partnership standpoint, you know, I, I mentioned up at the top of the show that uh, Fleetworthy Solutions is a, is a trusted partner of Driver Reach. And I think. Collaboration is key in this industry. There are a number of technology providers that really work well together. That they they play really well together. I've heard from 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 other people that other uh, customers of of ours and and a few of our other integrated partners say things like, "You're you're one of the good guys." You know, you're you know they the Avengers. They've said. Now, like, I'm pretty sure you can't. I'm pretty sure you can't say that. I'm pretty sure that's copyrighted or trademarked or whatever. But but we acknowledge that collaboration is key and i just you know if you could share maybe how does fleetworthy solutions collaborate with with other industry players like like driver reach to enhance the overall experience for your customers and and address their specific needs
1: yeah so you know we we know what we want to be best in the world at and that's really as i said helping carriers make sure that they go beyond the minimum steps of compliance and make sure that they're safe from a compliance perspective and then we look at Best of breed, you know, next door vendors like Driver Reach that do things that feed the compl- you know our compliance engine, but it's not something we want to go really into, right? So, you know, while you're you're zeroing in on the the importance of driver recruiting and you know the fact that driver turnover is a huge you know issue in the in the industry, we're saying, and once you do that, we want to make sure we bring that driver on. They drive safely. They, they have a long career with you as a carrier. You keep your good drivers. And then, you you know, you have a fortified process, both technologically and service, so that you, you know, you don't have to worry about not passing an audit or, you know, a nuclear verdict, you know, negatively impacting your business. Um, so we prefer, you know, having a band of brothers from from a partnership perspective when we go into our customers. And over the years, you know, they've trusted us to bring, if we bring a vendor in, into their four walls with us, they know. Okay, Fleetworthy is vetted. You know this this vendor, and they're on a mission to do what Fleetworthy is, which is to take us beyond just the minimum. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's well said. And band of brothers, I like that. That's another one. Pretty
1: sure that's also copyrighted. To
0: <laughs> but I think I think the the importance there is what we're kind of talking about is the is is really being the best in class in in, in your area of expertise, and then partnering and and working closely with others who. Um, who also work and operate around that driver lifecycle um, and being committed to the industry. As I also said at the top, you know, um, the relationships that you build and the the network that you have, we all know people do business with people they know and trust. And so um, we, we, you and I, I mean, I see at events all the time throughout the year. You and your team, you always have a presence. How important would you say, you know, those events are? And, and how important do you think it is in this industry to establish trust through building relationships?
1: I think it's hugely important. We always talk about that, you know, the difference of this industry is there's a a high percentage of science, you know, yep, we know when the driver license expires and things. But as you know, there's a lot of art, right? So, you know, the concept of driver recruiting sounds easy, right? But when you sprinkle on regulatory rules and all the things, there's this art of how do you interact with that, that human being that's trying to move on or add to take, you know, bring on a a new job, the science of it's easy. It's the art that people don't understand that makes this complicated. So I'm always looking for partners that when I say that they get it, you know, so, you know, it's the understanding of that and finding vendors that know that it's not easy. It's not an easy task. You know, it, it causes real easy conversations when things are great, but it It causes hard conversations when, you know, you're pointing out you've got a risk here. And, you know, as your vendor who's trying to take you to that point of, you know, you have a motor on you, we got to have these hard discussions about things that you're not doing, you know, per the regs and things that are, you know, causing risk. Right. And sometimes that's not convenient. Sometimes it adds time. Sometimes it adds a little pain. But ultimately, when you you get disciplined, you know, the fruits of the labor is, you know a safe haven for your drivers your assets and protecting your brand well now you know looking forward
0: you know again you've you've acquired companies over the years it, are there any emerging technologies or trends that that you believe will significantly impact the industry and and if so any thoughts on how fleetworthy might be uh, preparing to adapt or leverage these advancements i know you just had a so, so you know private equity meeting you're know, like that so i don't know if there's any I don't know if you can say anything, but if there's anything that you're seeing that's emerging that, uh, that you think you're wanting to channel some energy towards.
1: So, you know, I think, you know, we recognize that, you know, jurisdiction after jurisdiction is starting to lean towards accepting electronic credentials and, and moving away from paper and, and all those things. And we feel that in order to do that, you, you do have to have some sort of you know, single version of the truth or a single pane of glass where all this data resides so that you can leverage the nimbleness that you can, that's being created by this morphing of, Hey, we're moving from a paper based, you know, country to electronic and, and so on. So, you know, we are, I think positioned really well to, to morph as the industry does and as the governmental agencies change. Um, so we think that's important. You're, you know, we're keeping an eye on electric vehicles, you know, how does that trickle down to changes in if done fuel tax? You know, the the states are going to have to monetize it some way. And if if fossil fuel is going away and electric is coming in, you know, how is that going to change everything? Right. Um, so we're just trying to be kind of in that that vortex of all the things that are happening and being ahead of it, leveraging technology we can, but never losing track of the human aspect of, of this industry. Um, so I think, and I think we're positioned well to to be able to respond to the changes. What well, You mentioned adapting, uh, you know, out of the
0: paper-based, you know, kind of, I, st- I had to get a notary. I had to get something notarized the other day. And I thought, why do we still need to do this? <laughs> they must have some lobbying group on the hill, you know, Capitol Hill, who, you know, keeps them in business because the concept of that is just, mind-numbing to me that I've got to go way out of my way. I got to pay a fee to have somebody. I mean, come on. We do electronic signatures all the time for pretty big things. This was insignificant, yet it
1: required a notary. So it's funny you mentioned <laughs> that we actually are testing different ways to to handle that whole notary process, right? And in different pockets of of different industries, you're starting to see people like, you know, do things electronically video-wise for notarizing. And that's always things that we have to be aware of because, you know, on the asset side and even on the driver side, the last mile of dependency are DMBs, you know, that are kind of lagging from a technology perspective. But we want to be ready when they can start kind of moving to modern. Business. Yes,
0: exactly. Um, last last question, and this is our deeper dive uh, question where we ask uh, a- answer a question from one of our listeners. Uh, the question is, it's getting challenging for smaller and medium-sized fleets out there. what are some competitive ways we can remain in business and lean into these challenging times? What are your thoughts there?
1: Yeah so for us you remember we cut our teeth in the beginning of our you know evolution as a company working with owner operators, helping them you know how do you scale to do all these things that, that now that you are a carrier, you have authority, how are you going to take you know care of all the different things that you can? and operate your business because a lot of times they're actually driving and driving the trucks themselves so the reason we built cp suite um our our latest platform is so that carriers of all sizes can leverage the knowledge the 40 years of knowledge that we have technologically and have an entry point from a cost perspective that you know it's not prohibitive for them to use this type of technology and now all of a sudden you know you can be a small carrier, but you can run your your carrier just like the biggest of the big carriers are running it, and then leverage our staff if you need help. Uh, and as you grow and scale, we can grow and scale with you. Uh, that that's our suggestion. So, in your point is, you can help them op- operate
0: efficiently and certainly safer in a in a position, in, you know to to uh, reduce the risk that they, uh, that they have otherwise. And that's, that's significant. There was somebody, Brian Fielko, a good friend, I think of, of both of ours once told me that was sort of the secret sauce for him at, at his previous time at Jetco. He said, we were so good on, from a safety and compliance standpoint, from a culture <clears throat> that we were, we were more profitable. We had a better reputation and that helped to get his business. And like, it was like the secret sauce that just not enough people were really embracing. And so I think, I appreciate you, um, sharing that, because I think that's uh, that's the secret sauce. Yep. Well, thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you could submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate, review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, Mike, thank you very much for joining us, and thank you for Taking the Higher Road.